Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Sky Guasco. This is episode 160 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I recap week 14 and dish out my week 14 ballers and stallers. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Welcome to week 15, y'all. If you're still listening, you're probably in your semifinals of the fantasy football playoffs or maybe uh, the quarterfinals. If you're still playing in week 17, shut that shit down next year. I've been over it multiple times on the podcast. Basically, you don't want your star players sitting out NFL games to stay healthy for the playoffs. Therefore, they're not in your fantasy rosters. Don't play championships in week 17 unless you have a two week matchup scenario in your fantasy playoffs. Again, I've been over that in the podcast. I can go over to, you know, DM me if you're interested in why or why not you should do 17. Otherwise, week 14, 15, 16 is your bread and butter. We're in week 15. It's the nitty-gritty, the semifinals. Let's recap week 14. Next episode with Lucas, we'll get into week 15, and we'll get into our starts and sits and everything uh, tomorrow. But for today, um, if you haven't heard already, you can dial back to the other episode I released today. It's a bonus podcast, um, episode 159. It is basically just a recap of the week 14 thrashing of injuries that went down in the first week of the playoffs. It was pretty gnarly. A lot of people lost matches because of it. You may have won a match because of it because your opponent uh, got hit by that injury bug. But nonetheless, pretty gnarly situation throughout the entire NFL happened uh, all the way through the weekend. So make sure you tune back. And I did a, a pretty in-depth breakdown of all of the injured players, whether they're missing the rest of the season, whether they're questionable for week 15. Either way, I made a mention of as many as I could get in fantasy relevant players tune back in episode 159 uh, for that breakdown. But for this one, let's go into our week 14 recap and our week uh, 14 ballers and stallers, as I always do on Tuesdays. All right, y'all, here we go. Back to Thursday, the Bears and the Cowboys coming off of a, uh, each having a Thanksgiving Day game. Bears get the win at home, 31-24. to uh, This is a really interesting game here. The Bears moved to 7-6, to still technically in the playoff race, but they're going to need a lot of help. They're not going to win the division. They're not going to get potentially that first wild card spot. They're going to have to get that second wild card spot. So the Bears are in trouble, but they're still technically alive. Seven and six. Cowboys at six and seven, still somehow alive to win their division. The Eagles, of course, I'll go over Monday Night Football at the end, but the Eagles get the win somehow last night against the Giants. Not even a game they deserve to win, but they do get the W. They stay alive at 6-7 and seven as well. Either way, the NFC East is up for grabs. Bears get the win 34, uh, excuse me, 31-24. Mitch Trubisky, uh, three interceptions, again, playing very well. Uh, he ran for a score also. Um so four touchdowns there for Mitch Trubisky, playing very, very well. Dak, over 300 as well, but just one touchdown. David Montgomery, 86 yards. I like him a lot coming into next year. And Michael Gallup, over 100 yards again, playing very well. Zeke had two touchdowns in this one. 
uh, but not quite enough as the Bears get the win at home 31-24 on Thursday night football. Let's go into the Sunday slate. First up, the Falcons and the Panthers. Uh, Matt Ryan played very, very well. Um, he had a 90-plus yard um, touchdown reception to Olamidi Zacchaeus. Uh, I probably butchered that, and I apologize. I assume he's listening to the podcast, so sorry about that. Uh, first career NFL catch, one reception, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Big game for uh, Matt Ryan as well, over 300 yards and two touchdowns there. Devonta Freeman, 84 yards and a touch on the ground. Calvin Ridley, unfortunately, out for the season with an abdominal uh, injury. Again, I mentioned all the injuries in depth on the previous episode. I'm going to save a lot of time on here not going into them. Calvin Ridley, done for there for the year. Falcons do get the win 40 to 20 over the Panthers. They move to four and nine. Panthers fall to five and eight, both out of the playoff contention. Julio Jones, ho hum game. I do expect him to uh, increase his um, volume share uh, and his receptions and hopefully touchdowns down the stretch here. But um, he's been somewhat frustrating. He's still Julio and he can put up 300 yards and multiple touchdowns any week, but he just hasn't been recently so unfortunately that's been disappointing Christian McCaffrey tamed in this one Kyle Allen as well DJ Moore Curtis Samuel pretty dud game here for uh the Panthers but the Falcons get the win at home 40 to 20 in a, a divisional rival let's go on to a great game in the morning here I watched most of this game uh, as the featured game on CBS at least where I live um it was the Bills and the Ravens the Bills had a chance to win this game and actually Lucas and I discussed quickly that we thought the Bills could potentially pull in the upset um in Buffalo, uh, but the Ravens get the win 24-17. Ravens fall to 9-4. Uh, excuse me, the Bills fall to 9-4. Apologies. Ravens have won uh, nine in a row, I believe, um, and they are now 11-2 um, as the uh, first, first seed in the AFC. Um, Jackson throws three touchdowns. Josh Allen, only 150 yards on the ground uh, through the air, but he does have a uh, – couple of touchdowns there. Devin Singletary, um, 89 yards, just like David Montgomery. I'm excited about Singletary next year. I think Frank Gore will probably be gone, even if he isn't. Singletary looks great. The Bills just aren't um, able – they're not a high-powered offense per se, so he's not getting a lot of work. I think next year, though, they could be. And um, I like Singletary as kind of a mid-round sleeper already. Also, David Montgomery as well. So keep an eye on them later. Hayden Hurst, three receptions, 73 yards, and a touchdown filling in for my man Mark Andrews, who took a thigh contusion early in the game. He was out right away, bombed a couple of my fantasy teams, unfortunately, but it's fantasy football. It's what happens. Uh, great uh, 60-yard touchdown, though, to Hayden Hurst, um, and uh, a good game overall from the Ravens, good team win. They get uh, a, a big win here to stay on top of the AFC, 24-17 in Buffalo. Next up, the Bungles and the Browns. Browns pulled away late in this one, 27-19, moved to 6-7. and seven. The Bengals fall to 1-12, and 12, but the Bengals had a good chance to win this game, actually. Joe Mixon had really the game of his season, 23 carries, 146 in a touchdown. I am very, very much looking forward to Joe Mixon falling to the back of the second round, maybe the third round next year because of how shitty the Bengals were this year and how much he kind of let people down that drafted him early, like me. Um he could fall in drafts next year, and I'm very much looking forward to scooping him as often as possible. Andy Dalton, over 260, no touchdowns. We did have a pick. Jarvis Landry, four for 76. And um, Baker Mayfield had a, a couple of scores, including a rushing touchdown as well. Um, Odell Beckham looks like he's dealing with the hernia. Again, went over that in the previous episode. I'll save it. 
Baker Mayfield came out and kind of uh, threw some shade at the trainer staff saying this should have been dealt with preseason. It hasn't been. Odell's another guy that I think will fall in drafts next year and could potentially be a value. We'll see what happens there. But Browns get a big win. They could still get to 500. I think that's really their goal this year. I know it was playoffs. I was riding the playoff train. Technically, they could get over 500 and maybe slide into that rough a- uh, AFC but um, that loss uh, last week against Pittsburgh is not going to do them any favors. So the Browns, um, six and seven right now, trying to hold on, but they do get the win over the Bungles, 27 19. Moving into Lambeau Field, where the Packers get a win, 20 to 15. They should have scored seven more touchdowns on the Redskins. They just decided to, uh, you know, lift off the gas. Um, Aaron Rodgers was bombing right away uh he had about 150 yards and a touchdown immediately in this game and then finished with 195 and that one touchdown which is really disappointing for me as i started him in a in a league there and they just shut it down they just didn't need it they rode aaron jones pretty much the whole game 16 for 134 and a touchdown he also had uh 58 yards on six receptions through the air looked really good there um Devontae adams not much terry mclaurin had a great uh touchdown but um you know uh or excuse me touchdown last week the Redskins pretty much had all field goals in this one um but unfortunately the Packers for fantasy purposes just didn't do much in this one because they didn't have to uh but they do get the win stay at 10 and 3 um stay up atop of the NFC North and the Redskins fall to 3 and 10 next up the Lions and the Vikings the Vikings uh keep pace with the Packers here with a win 20 to 7 they're at 9 and 4 now they're 6 and 0 at home which is big um the Lions 3 9 and 1 now Kirk Cousins 250 uh but sorry, 242 and a touchdown. Bo Scarborough, 19 carries, 65 yards. Yikes. Bro, either get 100 yards on 19 carries or fall in the end zone. You're killing us. Uh, Stephon Diggs, six for 92. Adam Thielen, uh, late scratch again. Um, not much to report here in this game. Uh, pretty, pretty mellow game. Uh, the Lions didn't even score until the very end of the game when uh, Kenny Galladay kind of caught a charity touchdown for uh, fantasy owners, but otherwise not much to write home about here for uh, either team really, but definitely not the Lions. 20-7, to Vikings get the win in Minnesota. Next up, the game of the week. Uh, paid up to it. Holy shit. 49ers and Saints. Niners get the win 48-46. Um, they moved to 11 and two, uh, two and number one seed in the NFC and, uh, the saints fall to 10 and three. They're still very, very much in the playoff hunt. Of course, uh, Drew Brees, 349 and five touchdowns passing another one rushing. Jimmy Garoppolo had four touchdowns in this game. Um, Raheem mustard, my man, uh, a nice kind of a double pass from Emmanuel Sanders, a reception touchdown there. He also ran one in Emmanuel Sanders, seven for 157 and a touchdown through the air. Plus a passing touchdown. Jared Cook had two touchdowns. George Kittle had one of the beastliest reception and runs I've ever seen in the NFL on a fourth and two to keep the game alive for the 49ers. They eventually go down. Robbie Gold, last second field goal, gets the win for the 49ers. Um, This game was absolutely incredible. Alvin Kamara let down a little bit um, as far as fantasy goes. Michael Thomas wasn't killer either, but this game, these games were just unbelievable. Michael Thomas did score. But not a super monster game for him. But anyway, this game was absolutely amazing, and uh, it was a lot, a lot of fun to watch. Niners get a huge win here. I was definitely nervous about this one as a Niner fan, but they do get the win. Number one seed, 48-46 over the Saints. I expect these two teams to meet again in a couple weeks in the playoffs. Next up, the kicker bowl. Uh, this one was <laughs> this one was pretty funny. Uh, the Jets and the Dolphins in New Jersey. This one, the Jets get a win, 22-21. to um, 
over the Jets. They moved to uh, the or over the Dolphins. The Jets moved to five and eight. Dolphins fall to three and ten. Um, Sam Darnold two seventy and two touchdowns. Fitzmagic not much. Uh, Bilal Powell starting up for um, Le'Veon Bell, who could potentially be shut down. Honestly, he just he obviously doesn't want to play for the Jets right now. He could be accidentally sick for the next three weeks. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Bilal Powell finishing up nicely though in the pass game and on the ground. Uh, and Robbie Anderson over 100 yards again, seven receptions and a touchdown. I'd like to see that. Um, Ficken uh, gets a game-winning field goal for the Jets, but Sanders who caught a touchdown, the kicker for the Dolphins, caught a touchdown last year, uh, last week. He gets a um, seven field goals. Eight is the NFL record by Rob Baronis of, I believe, the Titans at the time. Eight is the NFL record, but um, Sanders gets seven in this game. Not quite enough, though. The Jets edge him out 22-21. to 21. Next up, the Bucks and the Colts. This is another shootout here. Uh, the Bucks get the win in Tampa 38-35. to 35. They move to 6-7. and seven. Colts fall to six and seven. Their playoff hopes dwindling very quickly. Uh, Winston throws for over 450 yards and four touchdowns. Rallies late, gets a last second, or not last second, but in the, within the last four minutes, I believe, touchdown for the Bucks to get them the victory. Marlon Mack returns just 38 yards, but does get a touchdown there. Marcus Johnson fills in for T.Y. Hilton for the Colts. Uh, three receptions over 100 yards and a touchdown there. Zach Pascal, who was a big waiver pickup, also gets a touchdown for the Colts. And uh, Mike Evans um, leaves the game and potentially the season uh, with a hamstring pull. He has not been deemed out for Week 15, and I haven't heard that he's – looking to be sent to IR, but I mentioned in the previous episode again on the injury episode that I do believe he could be shut down for the entire season. The Buccaneers are not going to make the playoffs with the NFC so loaded right now. Mike Evans is still their franchise guy. I don't think they would rush him back unless he just had kind of a more of a cramping than a strained hamstring. If it's a strained muscle, then I think they shut him down for the next three weeks and he's out. Uh, potentially for the rest of the fantasy playoffs, for sure, maybe the rest of the season for the Bucks. If it was just more of a cramping issue that uh, he can hydrate and be good and stretch through this week and maybe sits this week with place next, then you fire him up. If he's healthy, you play him. But otherwise, I'd be a little bit worried about it. Chris Godwin, pretty pedestrian game again. O.J. Howard, six targets once um, Evans left. So keep an eye on O.J. Howard. Cameron Brake caught a touchdown here as well. And Brashad Perriman making a resurrection in his career, coming back, playing very well the last two weeks for the Bucs, so keep an eye on him as well. Bucks get the win 38-35. to 35. Next up, the Broncos and the Texans. The Broncos get a win here. Really a, a, quite an impressive um, uh, showing by Drew Locke, uh, the rookie quarterback, but also really just the Broncos in general with an upset of the week here in Houston. Broncos get a big win 38-24, to 24, and honestly, they were up. Like they were up 38 to 10 until the fourth quarter and they gave up two late touchdowns, but this game was not even as close as the uh, scoreboard indicates. So shouts out to the Broncos. I know Lucas is pumped on this one. They've moved to five and eight respectable record at this point uh, could potentially get to 500 as well. Um, and the Texans moved to or fall to eight and five. So unfortunately they're starting to dwindle a little bit as well. Drew Locke over 300 yards and three touchdowns playing very well the last two weeks. Carlos Hyde, my start of the week, not exactly start of the week caliber, just 73 yards there. New Hopkins, seven receptions, 120 and one. Um, the 
Will Fuller, I think, was a big issue here for the Texans. They had planned on him all week. He was questionable to play, probable to play. Then he was a late scratch. I think that was a big knock here for the Texans, unfortunately. So Chris Harris Jr. and Nuke battled it out. Nuke won that one. Again, 120 and one, but they didn't really have a second option all game. So that was definitely difficult for Deshaun Watson and company. So Broncos with a big upset of the week, 38 to four, uh, 38 to 24 over the Houston Texans. Next up, we have the Chargers and the Jags. The Jags are one of the most pathetic teams I've seen in quite some time, uh, giving up on defense for sure and just not able to have the firepower on offense either. Um, Chargers are the second most pathetic team I've seen in a while, but they came out guns a-blazing this week and put up 45 on the Jags, 45-10, to 10, a big win uh, in Jacksonville for the Chargers. They moved to 5-8. and eight. Uh, Jags fall to 4-9. and nine. Phillip Rivers over 300 yards and three touchdowns. A lot of that came on an 84-yard screen pass to Austin Eckler. Nonetheless, uh, Rivers turning back the clock after a couple of shitty games the last few weeks, over 300 yards and three touchdowns. Austin Eckler, eight carries for 101. He was also over 100 yards receiving with that long touchdown I just mentioned as well, 112 and a touchdown of four receptions. So Mike Williams had his first touchdown of the year. Um he had 11 last year. I expected him to outpace Keenan Allen this season, which just isn't going to happen. But uh, Mike Williams is still a beast. And if they're able to get um, somebody in there next year who has a little more – I mean, Rivers throws the shit out of the ball, but he has so many checkdowns. It's not very good for Mike uh, Mike Williams, who's a downfield threat. So somebody who's able to throw the ball down the field a little bit more next year or moving forward, I like Mike Williams a lot. But it remains uh, Keenan Allen. So the Chargers get a big win here, team effort, um, 45-10 to 10 over the Jags. Terrible game for Leonard Fournette. Uh, DJ Chark was injured in this game. Um, the Western receivers didn't do much in Gardner Minshew either. So pretty rough showing there for the Jags in a big loss. Next up, the Titans stay hot, 42-21 to 21 over the Raiders. Um, Tannehill, three touchdowns over almost 400 yards, 91-yard touchdown reception, I believe, to A.J. Brown. Five receptions, 153, and two touchdowns overall. Derrick Henry over 100 yards, once again, two touchdowns. He did lead this game with a hamstring injury. I think he'll be okay moving forward. Titans move to eight and five. Raiders fall to six and seven. Titans are very, very hot. Six and one now with Ryan Tannehill. Looks like they're going to look at extensions for him and get him signed up for the next couple of years. Looks like he is coming to steal that job from Mariota for sure, but also create a future there in Tennessee. So big day for him. Josh Jacobs sat out in this game, running back for the Raiders, um, and they weren't able to do much otherwise. Big win for the Titans, keeping their playoff hopes alive. Next up, what should have been the AFC uh, game of the week. Not so much. Um, the, this game was only a touchdown difference in the end, but, uh, the chiefs pretty much had this one in control from the beginning chiefs beat the Patriots 23, 16, they moved to nine and four. The Patriots fall to 10 and three. Um, this was an interesting game to watch. They came out early. Patriots score right away on a, on a flea flicker from James White back to Brady down to Edelman. Beautiful kind of a hook and or not hook and ladder, uh, um, um, uh, what do you call it? The fucking pitch. I, I, I just said it. Anyway, I'll, I'll remember again. Um, but uh, great play from the Patriots right away to get that early touchdown. And they look great. Uh, they shut down Mahomes in the first couple drives. Awesome. Going to the court, second quarter, seven to three. Patriots are playing well. All of a sudden, Mahomes comes up. Two touchdowns, another field goal. They start to pull away, and the Patriots just can't keep pace here. Patrick Mahomes did bang up his hand. He'll be all right. Brady has a... a Elbow injury, I think he'll be fine as well. Mahomes, 283 and a touchdown. Um, Brady with uh, 
those two uh, two touchdowns um, for him. And uh, Brandon Bolden got in, not James White, which is uh, disappointing. LaShawn McCoy, 11 carries, three, uh, 39 yards, so just under uh, four yards per carry, unfortunately. I know he was started by a lot of people as well. Damian Williams sat out in this game again. He may be back. Uh, Darwin Thompson got a lot of rep, but not much in this game, unfortunately. Tyreek Hill, a couple bombs, um, but they were trying to take him out and Kelsey. Kelsey had a great game in this one. He also had a rushing touchdown out of the Wildcat. That was pretty creative to get him involved there. So uh, Chiefs take care of business. A big win in Foxborough. Uh, huge win there. Patriots lose uh, two in a row, I believe. So um, the Chiefs playing well at the right time, trying to get healthy. The Patriots heading in the opposite direction. Chiefs big win, 23-16. Next up. Uh, we have the Steelers and the Cardinals. The Steelers get a big win in Arizona, 23-17. This game was a lot closer than Steeler fans wanted. But the Cardinals, who aren't very good in the win column, are playing hard. They're playing well. They're playing well for the coach. I think that's great for the future moving forward. Kyler Murray, um, still not even 200 yards passing. A lot of scrambles in this game, but he did have two passing touchdowns. Um, Steelers get the win, 23-17, move to 8-5, and five, um, ahead of that uh, right behind the Ravens, really, but um, still in that contention for the wild card. In the AFC, the Cardinals fall to 3-9-1. and one. Um, Kareth White, who is a, a running back for um, the Steelers, passes up Benny Snell, five carries, 41 yards there. So that's a mess. If James Conner and Juju play, start them. Otherwise, I would stay away from Steelers personally. Uh, Christian Kirk, eight receptions, 85 yards there for the Cardinals. But again, not much. Vance McDonald's supposed to be good against the Cardinals. He got hurt right away. He was out. Not much going on there. So Duck Hodges does enough to get the win, but nothing really sexy for fantasy football. Uh, big win for the Steelers, though. They stay alive and are playing very, very well as beat up as they have. One of the most impressive team efforts I've seen in the NFL for a long time. Mike Tomlin is the real deal for sure, keeping these guys together and motivated. Two more games, Sunday Night Football, the Rams, big win at home versus the Seahawks. This was big for 49er fans. I'm pretty stoked on this one. Rams played very well from the beginning. Seahawks did not from the beginning. 28-12, the Rams get the win. 80, They moved to 8-5. and five. The Seahawks fall to 10-3. and three. Jared Goff, 293 and two touchdowns. Todd Gurley, Turning back the clock to last year, the last couple of games, 23 carries, 79 yards, and a touchdown. You got to think to yourself, maybe um, as much heat as Sean McVay has taken, more or less, for not being super incredible uh, this year, you got to think if there's maybe some method to his madness as far as not giving Todd Gurley as much work early in the season. Now, that pissed off fantasy owners, but you got to think that Todd Gurley's had over 20 touches in the last couple of weeks. And this is the right time of year to have that happen. He's a bull of a running back. He's still a beast, and he can get it done with the work effort. So you wonder if maybe that was kind of the plan the whole time to keep him fresh this time of year. It's worked the last couple of weeks. Rams looking pretty good right now. Cooper Cup, just 29% of the snaps. That is worrisome for sure. Um, Cook also uh, same, but um, you know under uh, just about 30% of the snaps. But you look at Robert Woods, who's really come to fruition in the last two weeks. Tyler Higby, another big game, seven for 116. I want to apologize right now to those of you that maybe asked me about Tyler Higby, and I straight up said, don't play him. I just thought that they had so many different options, but the Seahawks are fucking horrible against tight end. So Tyler Higby is a guy moving forward. Gerald Everett potentially out for the rest of the season. I apologize. I'll just wear that one. That was a bad call on my part. I if it makes you feel any better, I started Mark Andrews over Tyler Higby, and we all know how that worked out with Mark Andrews basically leaving after a catch and Tyler Higby going seven for 116. So I apologize. I went down with you in flames. Sorry about that one. That was a bad call for me on, on the week, as many 
good calls as I get generally. Uh, that was a bad one. I want to own that one. So Tyler Higby was a miss for me. Apologies there. Uh, but the Rams are looking really good. Rashad Penny out for the season. Um, torn ACL. He will be back next year, unfortunately. Uh, for the Seahawks, Chris Carson should be getting 20-plus carries every single week moving forward. Russell Wilson, there's been two times um, that he has um, failed to throw a, a, a touchdown, and that was last year um, in Week 14, this year in Week 14. I think Russell Wilson will beast out next week. I think he'll be just fine. You fire up Russell Wilson every single week. Tyler Lockett, nowhere to be found. We'll see what happens with him. And DK Metcalf, I thought would have a bigger game, did not. So Rams get a big win here in the division. Stay alive for a wild card as well. There is a chance. It's very rare that this happens, but there is a chance with how kind of top heavy the NFC is. The Rams, if they win out, they could potentially back into the wild card spot with the Seahawks or the 49ers, depending on how that works out. The NFC West could have three playoff teams, which could be very, very impressive there. So Rams big win 28-12. Last game of the week in the recap, the Eagles and the Giants. Yikes. Eli playing like a future Hall of Famer um, and perennial pro bowler early in his career with 17 uh, points in the second quarter, two beautiful deep touchdowns to Darius Slayton, um, and then goes completely cold in the second half. Um, Then Carson Wentz doesn't do shit all first half, comes back, ends up with 325 yards and two touchdowns somehow in the second half. If you watch the first half of this game, you would think Carson Wentz threw for about 115 yards which he did. Uh, Eli Manning was killing it first half. Carson Wentz was second half. This game goes to overtime. The Eagles get the win at home, 23-17 over the Giants. Somehow stay alive in the uh, NFC East. They are 6-7 and seven on the year, but so are the Cowboys. They meet up next week in Week 16. We'll see what happens there. For the division, Giants 2-11 and 11 now. Um, uh, Saquon Barkley just 66 yards and 17 carries. He's obviously been hampered uh, all year, and they need to fix that offensive line again. Um, their big acquisition, Zeitler from the Browns, who has been helpful, but he got hurt in this game as well, could be a, a challenge moving forward there for Saquon. You don't sit Saquon, but he's not Saquon that you drafted. Um, and again, Darius Slayton, 5 for 154 and two touchdowns there. On the Eagles side, all of their receivers got hurt in this game. Alshon Jeffrey, most notable, but everybody else went down as well. Ortega Whiteside. And company uh, got hurt in this game. They were playing three tight ends at one time. Zach Ertz got the two touchdowns from Wentz. Dallas Goddard had a nice grab up the seam. Miles Sanders played well. And Boston Scott, who is a nice kind of a deep running back sleeper, uh, waiver pickup with Jordan Howard potentially um, out for you know for the foreseeable future. We haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. Boston Scott played very, very well. Um, I like that a lot. So keep an eye on the Eagles' backfield. Um and uh, let's see what they can do. I mean, somebody has to win this division. By NFL rules, somebody has to win the division in the uh, NFC East, which is why I think they should go to the best, you know, six, eight teams, whatever they want to do, and just do it record-based-wise versus the divisional bullshit. But we did see the argument forever will be the Seahawks were 7-9, and nine, the Saints were the number one seed, and the Seahawks came into New Orleans and beat up on the Saints and won that game uh, with the beast mode run and everything else. So it could happen. It could happen. Uh, I don't see the Eagles or the Giants competing at all with anybody else in the NFC once it comes to playoff time, but we shall see. That's a lot in a short amount of time. Let me take a break, catch my breath. I'll come back with my ballers and stallers for week 14. Hey, listeners, let's take a break here. If you like what you're hearing and want to find the Candlestick Kids outside of the podcast, please like and follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCKpod. Twitter at TCK underscore pod. 
Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast, or drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a rate and review wherever you're listening. It really helps us to get your feedback. Finally, please visit our website at tckpod.com for weekly rankings, Lucas's Start Sit article, and more. Before we get into the second half of the episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Stay tuned. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Ballers and stallers for week 14. Let's start with the quarterbacks per always. Drew Brees turning back the clock here. Five touchdowns passing. One on the ground with his little Drew Brees patented uh, one yard line up and over. Um, He doesn't even sneak it in. He just stands up, jumps up, puts the ball over the goal line. Call it good. 349 and five touchdowns for Drew Brees. A huge game for him uh, in a losing effort to the 49ers, but a huge game for Drew Brees and owners. 40 points for Drew Brees. Jameis Winston, even a little bit banged up in this game, 450 and four touchdowns. Another rushing for him as well. So five for him. Drew Brees with six. Jameis Winston with five touchdowns on the day. Uh, Huge game there. And thinking about Jameis Winston, you know, he. we always say it. it's ugly, but you got to play him. You never know what's going to happen. And Jameis is, you know, last week he had the dud. I had mentioned that he will come back guns ablazing. Sure enough, he did four, uh, five total touchdowns here. So Jameis is just fine there moving forward. Although he does lose Mike Evans, of course. And um, hopefully, uh, hopefully that doesn't affect him too much moving forward. Mitch Trubisky, next up, uh, 244 and three touchdowns. He did have a pick, but he had a rushing score as well. So big game for him on Thursday Night Football. Like to see that from him. Deshaun Watson, an ugly game from the Texans getting upset by the Broncos, but 292 and a rushing score and two rushing scores uh, from um, Deshaun Watson. So he at least did it for you for fantasy. Jimmy Garoppolo, four touchdowns, almost 350 passing. Ryan Tannehill, Three touchdowns, almost 400 passing as well. Phillip Rivers turning back the clock as well, 314 and three. Drew Locke, huge play by the rookie here um, in his first road game. Big win over the Texans, over 300 yards and three touchdowns. Jacoby Brissett, 250 and two touchdowns. Matt Ryan, 302 
Derek Carr, 260 and two, and Carson Wentz somehow ends up with 325 and two touchdowns. And Lamar Jackson, only 145 yards passing, but he does have three passing scores. A couple um, stallers here Dak Prescott, 334, but just one touchdown. Sam Donald, 270 and two. Jared Goff, 293 and two. Eli Manning, not that anybody was playing him. Great, great, great first half, honestly. Nothing in the second half. Ryan Fitzmagic, 245, a huge streaming option for everybody in the industry. No thank you. Um, I had got a question actually in the DMs before the game if I, we should play um, Matt Ryan uh, or I believe it was Matt Ryan or Fitzpatrick. And I said, I lean Matt Ryan, who fucking crushed, um, but I'm not crazy about either one of them. And I was at least correct about Fitzmagic. I just don't see it and now Devonte parker's concussion may not play this week not liking that at all patrick mahomes with a hand injury still get it done against the patriots but just 283 and one and uh cousins Minshew, duck hodges rogers baker mayfield and tom brady all with just one touchdown there josh allen also under 150 and one russell wilson 245 and no touchdowns as i mentioned the last time he did not throw a touchdown pass was week 14 of last season as well. So maybe next year on week 14, maybe bench Russell Wilson. We'll see what happens. Kyler Murray, two touchdowns, but under 200 yards there passing. Andy Dalton um, and uh, uh, Andy Dalton with a with kind of a dud game. And then, um, again, Daniel Jones, a late scratch to uh, Eli Manning there. So those are your ballers and sellers for the quarterback position. Let's jump into the running backs here. <clears throat> Austin Eckler staying hot here over three, uh, 30 points, eight carries, 101 on the ground, four receptions, 112 and one through the air. Aaron Jones getting it done for the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, not so much. So they let on uh, Aaron Jones here. 16 carries, 134 and a touch, 58 through the uh, through the air. Joe Mixon, number three on the week. I'd like to see that. 23 carries, 154. Or excuse me, 146 and a touchdown, another 40 through the air as well. Great game from him. Raheem Oster, my man, uh, 69 and a touchdown on the ground and 40 and a touchdown through the air as well. Boston Scott, I just mentioned, uh, filling in for Jordan Howard, looked really good in this one. 10 carries, 59 yards and a touchdown, and six catches, 69 yards as well through the air. He looked really good in this one, though. I expect the Eagles to continue to ride him. Christian McCaffrey stays afloat with volume, 22 touches, uh, about 135 Total yards on a 12 targets through the air there. Derrick Henry gets a hamstring injury, but before that, 18 for 103 and two touchdowns there. Zeke Elliott, two touchdowns, just 83, um, 81 yards, excuse me, on the ground, another 12 through the air, but does get two touchdowns. DeAndre Washington filling in for Josh Jacobs. Nice game, 20 touches, uh, 96 total yards for him. Todd Gurley, um, over 100 yards again, as I mentioned for him, over 20 Five touches and a touchdown there. Melvin Gordon, uh, Devonta Freeman, uh, Dalvin Cook, and Kareem Hunt, um, Adrian Peterson, and Philip Lindsay all get touchdowns as well. A couple stallers. Um, David Johnson, I don't think, is played anymore, but I do want to mention him. He did have a touchdown late in the game, but not much otherwise. Uh, just five total touches. He did get a touchdown. So David Johnson, none stuff, unfortunately, um, how quickly the tables had turned with him. Uh, Nick Chubb, over 100 yards, but no scores for him. Patrick Laird, who was a big uh, fantasy pickup, um, just uh, 86 total yards for him on 19 touches. Uh, James White, my man, huge game last week. Number one uh, fantasy running back last week, just uh 60 total yards in this one on 11 touches. Yikes. Definitely burned me in a handful of leagues as well. Brian Hill gets a touchdown there, but not much. Otherwise, Chris Carson, 
18 touches, just 91 total yards, um, not filling in as much as I thought he was going to uh, uh, when Rashad Penny went out. But Chris Carson moving forward, love him very much. Um, Nice game for Latavius Murray, but didn't get that touchdown, so just 11 fantasy points there. A couple other stallers here, Royce Freeman, Chris Thompson, if you're still playing them, Mark Ingram, Miles Sanders, Bilal Powell filling in for Le'Veon Bell. Um, 21 total touches, um, which is a nice workload, uh, but just 88 total yards. You like to see him get in the end zone. Didn't happen. Uh, Ronald Jones, Marlon Mack made a return, but not much there, just a rushing score. Carlos Hyde, my start of the week, uh, quite a dud, unfortunately, just 78 total yards. I expected more out of him. Saquon Barkley, Kenyon Drake, Leonard Fournette, um, Alexander Madison, who was maybe started as a deeper flex. Nice play for his position, but not much there fantasy-wise. Darwin Thompson, Bo Scarborough, uh, Matt Breida, um, other names that you may have played in deeper leagues that uh, didn't necessarily get it done for you in a spot start, unfortunately. So those are ballers and sellers for the running backs. Let's get to the receivers here. Emmanuel Sanders, huge game on the day. Um, 35-yard touchdown pass, which was very impressive to my man Raheem Mostert. Uh, receiving seven for 157 and a touchdown here for my man E. Sanders. A.J. Brown, a uh, huge game, a 91-yard touchdown. But uh, aside from that, he had um, – Five for 153 and two total, and uh, with that 91 yard touch on there, so look very good. This kid is a fucking animal. AJ Brown and Debo Samuel, I think, are going to be and DK Metcalf. Those three guys are absolute beasts out of this draft class this year. Hollywood Brown's awesome. There's some other names as well, but just the sure size, power, speed, everything else. Those three guys, I think, are going to be forces to be reckoned with if they can stay healthy moving forward. Darius Slayton of the Giants playing very well with Eli early, five for 154 and two in the first half, nothing in the second half somehow. Terrible move for the Giants. Somehow end up losing this game to the Eagles, who played horribly until about the last five minutes of the game. Michael Thomas stays alive, 11 receptions, 134 and a touchdown of 15 targets. He gets it done, of course. DeAndre Hopkins, 7 for 120 and a touchdown on 13 targets. Um, Robert Woods stays hot, 7 for 98 and a touchdown. Deontay, don't call me Thompson. Johnson, 6 for 60 and a touchdown there. Robbie Anderson, 7 for 116 and a touchdown. Julian Edelman, 8 for eight, eight for 95 and a touchdown on 12 targets. Allen Robinson, two touchdowns there, but just 50 yards. couple honorable mentions of the wide receiver position. Zach Pascal, who was a big pickup there um, with uh, 74 and a touchdown. Amari, 83 and a touchdown. Marcus Johnson filling in for T.Y. Hilton, 105 and a touchdown. Calvin Ridley out for the season with an abdominal um, issue, but he had 76 and a touchdown there before he left. And Kenny Galladay, a last minute touchdown to save fantasy owners. Uh, Michael Gallup, over 100 yards, but no touchdown for him. Couple uh, stallers here. Uh, DJ Chark got hurt in this game to 75 yards before he left. Chris Godwin, seven for 91. I expect him to have more work moving forward with Brashad Perryman, who went uh, three for 70 and a touchdown with Mike Evans out now for potentially the rest of the year. Debo Samuel, uh, 76 yards. Not a lot of people are playing him, but he's a flex and uh, just didn't get that touchdown there. But a nice floor in PPR. Terry McLaurin, uh, nice touchdown grab there. Um, Stephon Diggs, 6 for 92 uh, with Thielen out. I expect that to continue as long as he is out. Cole Beasley, just 29 yards, but he does have a touchdown. Cooper Cup and Mike Williams, um, under 70 yards receiving, but also had touchdowns. Some deeper uh, stallers here, DK Metcalf, um, Keenan Allen, Tyler Boyd, uh, Anthony Miller, I think we expected more, just three receptions on four targets from him. Mike Evans, again, 61-yard touchdown bomb, but just um, that one reception before he went out. Tyreek Hill, six for 62. DJ Moore, 
Um, Julio Jones, just five for 66. Jarvis Landry, four for 76. Uh, and um, Sammy Watkins, if you're continuing to play him, four for 50, and D.D. Westbrook, six for 25. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. also not getting much done either for the receivers. So ballers and sellers for receivers. Last category here, the tight ends, and we will get out of here for the day. Zach Ertz, my man, crushing it. Two touchdowns, the only two touchdowns here for the Eagles on the day. 30 fantasy points from your tight end. That's a weak winner for sure. Nine for 91 and two touchdowns on 13 targets. Noah Fant really coming into his own. Four for 113 in the touchdown. Jared Cook, two touchdowns and 64 yards, but he left with a concussion. George Kittle, beasting, as I mentioned, one of the plays of the week, maybe of the year so far with the significance of the play on fourth and two. Just six for 67 but he did get a, a five-yard touchdown late in the game. So huge game from George Kittle, which is nice to see him bounce back. Tyler Higby, seven for 116, proving me wrong on 11 targets. Travis Kelsey, seven for 67. Ian Thomas filling in for um, Greg Olson, five for 57 and a touchdown. Other tight ends with touchdowns who you probably didn't start, but made a difference here. Hayden Hurst, Cameron Brait, Nick O'Leary, Hunter Henry, John uh, Johnu Smith, and... Um, uh, Foster Moreau, Nick Boyle all had touchdowns, therefore, um, in the top 10 somehow. Uh, OJ Howard, I do want to mention though, um, nice game, uh, four for 73, uh, but got a lot more work once Mike Evans went out. So I expect that moving forward. Um, again, uh, Mark Andrews was injured uh, with a thigh contusion, left the game early, and the other tight ends picked it up um, for the Ravens. So I expect uh, Mark Andrews to. Um, you know, potentially come back uh, next week with just a, bo- uh, a thigh bruise, but keep an eye on that. If he sits, I like Nick Boyle and or um, uh, Hayden Hurst. I do expect Hayden Hurst probably to get the nudge, um, just a little more athletic, but Nick Boyle obviously has filled in uh, pretty well for the Ravens too. All right, y'all. That is the Ballers and Stallers segment for week 14. We got two more weeks of the fantasy season if you're doing it right. And uh, on the next episode, I'll come in with Lucas. We'll preview week 15, the semis, and uh, we will get into our starts and sits as well as our starts and the week. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to email us on tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod. You can also find us on Twitter at tck underscore pod or on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Make sure to check out our website as well, tckpod.com for weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, and Lucas' start sit column. We've got a lot going on there. We also have playoff matchups, so make sure you go turn that up as well. And if you get any value from this episode, you know what to do. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rate and review for us with your feedback and give us a like and a follow on social media as it really does make a difference for us. Make the most of the rest of your day, and we'll catch you next time on the Kansas City Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Scott Guasco, and I am out of here. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.